the EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. This is the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. Hi, I'm your neighbor. And you're sitting in my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement right here in Evergreen Park. We are going to, for the next 30 minutes, take you around Evergreen Park. We've got a lot planned. We've got a lot planned coming up here in the next few weeks. Very soon, joining me at the nine-foot homemade oak bar right here in my basement, Kelly Burke, state representative. She's been sitting in the Illinois House of Representatives representing the 36th District for years now, and she is going to make her way over and join the EP podcast in the coming weeks. And already next week, I know Tim Moran from The Patch is going to stop by again, and we're going to have the guy on who does all the trivia during White Sox games on the scoreboard. This is the guy that comes up with the Nuggets and then puts them up there on the screen. Opening day for the Sox coming up. Opening day for Major League Baseball this week. So next Monday, he's going to be on as well. This show, we've got good stuff. We've got Nikki Seidel from the Evergreen Park Library. She is going to make me and several other people into living library books. She's going to explain that because you might actually want to go see this or even be a part of it. And there is a way for you to do it. And Hannah and I recorded several segments of the show live at the Most Holy Redeemer Trivia Night this past weekend. And we got surprised by them. And you're going to hear it coming up on the show. And with all that going on, I still have to figure out my taco. And I need help. At the EP Pod on Twitter, at the EP Pod on Instagram, Facebook.com slash the EP Podcast, or you can just call us 708 459 8406, 708 459 8406, 24 7. Leave a message. I need your help. Unidad Restaurant, right in the center of Evergreen Park, in the heart of it, if you will. And they're great friends of ours. I love their food every time I go there. I always walk out full and happy. Like, I've never tried anything I didn't like. Sal over there, he's one half of the husband and wife team, local Evergreen Park residents that opened up this restaurant less than a year ago. He always brings out something new for me, and he had me try octopus. And I'm not talking calamari, like, that's breaded. It was like octopus. And I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to, oh my God, this is amazing. Everything they make is amazing. And they make great tacos and they're constantly changing them up. Like they got the corned beef taco this month, but now they're having a contest that you can be part of that. I can be part of starting in April. You bring in your taco recipe and they're doing a taco of the month. And if you get picked, you get to be a guest chef at Unidad for the night. And part of the proceeds from that taco go to a charity of your choice. So I need charity ideas and I need taco ideas because I'm not really the cook here. So if you want to help out with an EP podcast taco that we can bring into Unidad and then have a night and do it for a good cause, which you might actually get to pick the good cause that it goes to, make sure you reach out to us in the coming weeks. At the EP pod on Twitter, at the EP pod on Instagram, the EP podcast on Facebook, and like I said, 708-459-8406. That place is great. I don't know why they would need my help. Their food is amazing. But I've never been a chef before, and I feel like Unidad needs me as a chef for a night. So we're going to work on this. Okay, all that out of the way, let's get the word on the street in Evergreen Park now. EP Podcast, word on the street. There is an alert out by the Evergreen Park Police Department. 
they have found a pattern in some home burglaries that have recently happened in Evergreen Park and in Oak Lawn. Offenders using either a silver or gray pickup or a gray Kia four-door with tinted windows. And here's what they do. They go up to the house, they ring the bell, knock on the door, whatever. And then if somebody comes to the door, they're like, oh, oh I was looking for somebody else or, hey, I'm just selling this. It's, it's all bull. And then they just kind of walk away. And it, it doesn't seem natural. Like you're going to get that feeling like that didn't make sense. That's them scouting to see if you're home. Because if nobody answers, they break in. So the EPPD wants you to call 911 if you ever have an experience like that. Me, I had to go over with my kids because I have a teenager and every once in a while, she's the one in charge. I had to explain to her, just don't say nothing when somebody knocks on the door. I don't want you opening it, but I want to know there's somebody there. I think if we all work together, we'll find these guys pretty quick. We got their cars, we got their MO. This isn't the village that puts up with that. We have fun news as well, Zumba class going on at the recreation department. Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's seven bucks. Pay as you go. And this Saturday, March 30th, in O'Brien Hall is St. Bernadette Trivia Night. Doors open at 6. Contest starts at 7. 25 bucks a person. Tables of 6 maximum. Call 708-220-4148 to reserve your table. Speaking of trivia, we did some trivia this weekend at Most Holy Redeemer, and we had a blast. All right, so we're out at MHR doing trivia night. You heard this... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Hannah's at my table. I think we did well in the first round. I think we did good. The one hit wonders, that one was tricky. What they did, they weren't all songs. Some of them were boxing, one hit wonder. That threw us off a little bit. Okay, so well, here's the thing. Some of the ones that we missed, we'll just kind of ask these questions of people. We did really well, I believe. But we missed who was the only pitcher to throw a perfect game in the World Series. I had it. I got overruled. The one we put down was Don Drysdale. The answer is, do you even know? Because you were way down here. I, have, I had no clue on that. It's literally on the screen right behind you. Don Larson. Don Larson, yeah. So we missed that one. Uh, but we did get the play that Lincoln was shot at, our American cousin. We had Buster Douglas as the guy who beat uh, Mike Tyson. We had the Buggles as the artist that had the first song on MTV. I mean, it was really good. They even had the bagpipers from the Chicago Stockyard Kilty Band. They are on the show just recently, and they came out and played an Eddie Grant song. They played Electric Avenue. We gonna rock on to on bagpipes. And I want to hear that for the rest of my life. I want a recording of that. <laughs> well, yeah, it sucks. They made us put our cell phones away. I wanted to video that, but, you know, couldn't do it. But no, that was great. These were these were good. These were tricky. They put a lot of thought into them. All right, so we'll get an update soon as to how we're doing as we do trivia. Coming up next here on the program, my interview with Nikki Seidel from the Chamber of Commerce and also the Evergreen Park Library, where I am going to become a living book. I don't know who wants to read me. This could get weird. CP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theepodcast.com. had her on the show before. She's finally made her way down here to my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement. Nikki Seidel is here from the Evergreen Park Library, and there is a big event coming up. What day is the Living Library? It's Sunday, April 7th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the library. So now tell me a little bit about what a Living Library is, because I said I would do this. Yes. And now I'm like... No, you, what, don't, what get, I, you don't get what, to back out. What do out. I do You here? don't get to back out. How does the Living Library work? 
Okay, so the Living Library is basically like a library collection of people or people's stories. So where we have printed books in the library on Sunday, April 7th from 1 to 3 p.m., we're going to have people who are the books, and they actually have titles. So, for example, um, there's a person who had a lung transplant, and she's going to tell people about her story. Um, you know, there's somebody who's a conservationist, and they're going to talk about their passion. There's somebody who struggles with depression, and they're going to tell their story. So it's as if you opened up the pages of a book, and it's a person just relating what's inside. But the people, it's they're human books rather than printed books. And so I'm going to be a human book. You are. And you have a great story to tell. because this, You keep telling me this. I so. do. I do. Because here's the, here's the reason. So, yes, this is very cool. We're doing a podcast in your basement. Right. But for me, your story is that you had a very stable job. Right. You had a very stable job, but it wasn't your passion. And you gave up that stable job. I mean, yes, you took a leap of faith and you made a calculated risk. You didn't just suddenly say to your wife, well, I'm quitting and I'm well, going yeah, to be a podcast. Well, yeah, because you have been ready to kill me. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. But you did, I mean, you did what a lot of people aren't, are afraid to do, to do something with your life that you love, to do something, to have a career that you're passionate about. Um, you know, I did that myself, you know, 30 years ago where, you know, I had a stable job and, and my financial, our financial advisor, which makes it sound like we have money and we don't, but, um, I always so, think that when somebody says that, yeah, well, my yeah. financial, financial advisor, advisor, like I have a lot of investments, Elfrey. which I don't. Something, something yeah. like that. Yes. Cautioned us, you know, no, you don't want to <laughs> do that. But no, I went to library school and I became a librarian and here I am, you know, 30 years later as the director and this is my dream job. So, but not everybody does that. Most people are going to work and, and they hate it, but they feel like they have to do it. Right. And I think for them to talk to somebody who who did it in a sensible way um, is a valuable story. It's a valuable story beyond what you do for a living. All right. Well, maybe that's my book. I don't know. I mean, you're, yeah. you're really into this. I, I, I am. I, I'm very... I. I uh... I mean, I, I can always just fall back on like you know old rock and roll stories. You don't want you don't think those are good? I, well, I think it, I think they're entertaining, I and I think it, people you know the that thing might about not the, be what they want though. Well, like, no, I, I, I'm trying to get what you're doing here, and yes. it sounds like though everybody else has like really good stories. You know what no, I'm saying? No, but that's why it's hard to get people to participate, right? Because they don't um, they don't believe that their story is worth telling or that anybody would be interested in it. So, for example, there's a person that works at our library who can't go back to Mexico because it's too dangerous. Okay. And so, imagine that story. That's a story. Imagine living in a, you know, where you can't go home. I can't imagine how that is. But if you would ask her, she'd be like, that's, nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody cares about that. But that's, you know, that's what the, the other half of the living library is the readers. So the readers are the general public who come in and ask respectful questions. So the whole... So there's questions. They, there are, but not questions. scripted. Not, I mean, okay. there are suggested questions so you can get the conversation started, you okay. know, so you don't both just look at each other. So basically, I'm standing there until they ask 
Well, or am I like giving a presentation every time? No, you walk you're not by? giving a presentation. Okay. Although, although it it doesn't hurt to give your background just to stimulate the conversation, so they understand, like, so they understand where you're coming from. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm a tourist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's lovely information to share. But, I'm a big um, Game of Thrones fan. I like long walks on the beach. Like yeah, that. That, yes, that, that yes, That's what they wanted. Yes. Okay. But um, and then. They ask. So where you were saying, you know, maybe maybe their interest isn't the way you pursued your passion. Maybe their interest is in podcasting. And then that's what your conversation would be. Right. So it's just like everybody gets something different out of a book. Sometimes people get something different out of a conversation with a person sometimes. Right. You know, so, yes. Um, I should bring my wife and just have her stand next to me and be like, and I'm his wife. And, and I raised a- three children and put up with him. And like That's she could be the she too. could be the she could be the sequel. She she's could be the afterward the yeah, or the yeah. yeah. Or the index. <laughs> the epilogue. Or, yeah. She's the, yeah, epilogue. the epilogue. She's the yeah. epilogue to yeah. the story. She and, just and there and be like, and here's too. what really happened because it's full of it. And keeps you honest. Yeah. And keeps you between nonfiction and fiction. Right, right. Yeah. And that would be fine too. We would welcome her. Um Are you still looking for we books? Are. Okay. We are. So right now we have seven books, which is a diff it's a decent number. But ideally, we're looking for 10 or 12 books. And what we're going to do is we're not going to like put them in the meeting room downstairs and have people have to come in and it's a whole formal thing. We're actually going to put them in the library. So they'll be... So you're like, you're like in a section. Yeah. You're like just standing. Right. So you're in the periodical section at a table, Right. you know, with two chairs, one across from each other. And um, so people are looking for a magazine and they're like... What's Chris Lanuti? What's this about? And then, you know. Who's this joker? Right. But you will have something that has a, a, will have a stand that has the title of your book. Okay. Chris Lanuti, you know, ask, ask me about or something, you okay. know, like that. Yeah. Um, and then somebody can sit down and in a 10 or 20, we're not going to even prescribe the time, talk to you about your story. So it'll be the same for the others who have volunteered to be books that day. And um, we have somebody who's going to be doing music in the library as kind of a draw for the public, too. So people can happen upon the books or they can um, have come specifically to take part as readers in the living library. But we're just trying to engage the public in the living library that day in whatever way we can. I think a lot of people could do this. See, here's the thing. There's nothing special about me. And so the fact that like, like, I don't feel like I was like, I was like, oh, living library. I don't know if I'm like, what, who's going to want to listen to this? But it seems to me like there's a lot of people with stories, right? especially here in Evergreen Park, because I talk to them all the time. That's a funny thing. Like I will every once in a while be like, hey, you should come on the show. Somebody will come on the show and they'll think that we're going to talk for like three minutes and we end up talking for like 20 minutes and they have a lot of interesting things to say, but people don't realize it until they actually start talking and they're like, ah, nobody wants to listen to me. But there, I think that's the natural reaction of most people. Most people are like, ah, nobody cares about this. Right. But I think that there are people that have interesting stories, and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to go out there and try to be a book. Right. For the library. I, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, we're always looking for something new to do. I think this is better than posting uh, your opinions on Twitter or Facebook. You should go do something like this and be in front of somebody, you know? I mean, if you've had experiences in your life, if you've experienced maybe something awesome, but maybe something not so awesome. Maybe um, you're in a, a part of a group that's 
misunderstood or, you know, maybe discriminated against or anything. I mean, these are, this is your chance to help foster understanding between people just by talking. You know, a lot of times it's, we, we don't, we don't want to understand. We don't want to see people as people because that maybe would um, disrupt our conception of what they are. Right. But when you're sitting across a table, just a plain gray table talking to each other, that's when you get to know, you're like, oh, this is a person. This is a person just like me, but their background is this. And maybe I didn't understand it before, but talking to this person, I'm like, okay, I, I got it. Or I see how you struggle or, you know, I mean, it's just, it's so much easier when it's one-on-one versus what you read on Facebook, what you read on Twitter, what you see in fake news or whatever. It's I mean, better to meet people absolutely, and to talk to the people. It absolutely. Is. And, and who better? I mean, if you're not going to understand your neighbors, who do you want to understand? You know, I mean, we all live here. No, I definitely want to understand my neighbors. <laughs> I don't know if my neighbors want to understand me. Yeah, well, they I got one on one side of me that hasn't talked to me for years. Yeah, well, maybe they should come. Well, yeah, they, maybe they should come. They'll sit there and say, why is it you're always swearing at the lawnmower? <laughs> and maybe, hey, maybe they'll tell and you'll be like, Completely oh, okay, Completely unrelated to podcasting, Chris. Yeah. Why are you always swearing at your lawnmower and yelling at your children in the backyard? Yeah. Like, that's what my neighbors are going to come and ask me. Okay, so Nikki, if somebody wants to be a part or be a book, Mm -hmm. how do they reach out to you? Well, there's several ways. So on our website, which is evergreenparklibrary.org, right on the homepage, there's a a link to the Living Library and um, a description of what's going to happen that day. And then on the bottom, there's a, a link to the application. So you simply fill out an application and then, um, you know, a week before... I'll have everybody come in so we can, like I'm talking to you, right. clarify what the expectations are for the day or what they can expect. You can work out your book and everything right, like and that. Logistics. You're not gonna, it's not going to be like, hey, I'd like to be a book, and then they, you don't speak to them until they get there. Right. And like, Yes, that would be. Because that would freak me out. Exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, a week before, we'll talk and, you know, figure out the logistics of it. Um, but but I encourage anyone, I mean, even, if you're, even if you're not sure Go ahead and apply and then come the week before and, you know, talk about it. Talk to the other people who are involved. And, you know, you can always say, well, I, you know, this kind of isn't what I thought it was going to be. Or maybe you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I, right. I you know, reached out. So um, I just encourage everybody. Everybody has something. People in Evergreen Park have lived here. I've been here 30 years and I'm like a piker. People have lived here forever. That's a story in itself. You know, how have things changed? How, where did you come from? You know, where did you live before? Um, Did you come, I mean, Mr. Martinelli came from Italy and it started a store in Evergreen Park. When you ask him, when you ask him, he knows the exact address of every business that used to be in Evergreen Park. You know, he'll be like, yeah, they were at blah, 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 95th Street. He he did this. He did that. You know, I mean, it's it's just amazing. So that and and if you asked him, though, he'd be like, I, you know, I don't have a story to tell.
Everyone has. <laughs> everyone has a story to tell. I'm excited about this. I think it's a really cool idea. Um, that's really the main reason why I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. do a book because it seems like a, a really cool idea. It's on April 7th over at the Evergreen Park Library. Right, 9400 South Troy, between 1 and 3 in the afternoon. All right, and so that is that is going on on April 7th in the afternoon between 1 and 3 is the Living Library. I'm sure I will talk a little bit more about this as we get closer to it, but I'm looking forward to this. And if you are interested, go to the Evergreen Park Library website and put your name in there. What the heck? Okay. Yeah. I mean, give it, give it a shot. Okay. I mean, if Nikki can finally get over her fear and come and sit in my basement and yes. talk on a microphone with me, you can do this. Right. 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 Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nikki. Thank you, Chris. Look at all those people in this great suburb driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park. But we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805. It's the EP Podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast. Evergreen Park. So Hannah, after one round, we are two points out of first place. And we only have five people at the table because Father Paul still hasn't shown up yet. And now we finish round two, which had a big surprise. Yeah, and how many? There's ten at every other table. We literally have half. There's one table that has 11. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, so we're doing actually pretty good. And uh, we had a big surprise. Steve Dow comes on via video. Hey there, most holy redeemer trivia night party people. How are you? It's Steve Dahl from Disco Demolition, from the radio, from a podcast I do, thanks to technology. What you're doing tonight is a great thing. A friend of mine, Don Crabb, who used to teach computer science at the University of Chicago before he passed away, once told me that if it existed after you were born, it's not technology to you. So for these kids, it's not technology, it's a must have. I do a podcast every day, and uh, at doll.com, if you want to check it out. And sorry, up front for that. If, uh, but you have a podcaster um, among you. Is it among or amongst? I don't even know. Let's just say in the gym, there's a podcaster who does a podcast from Evergreen Park. Who is that podcaster? Good luck, have fun, and walk home safely. And then they put up the EP podcast thing. I knew there was probably a question about us. I did not know that Steve Dow was going to be the guy asking the question. What was going through your mind when you saw that? I was like, that's so cool that Steve Dow just asked a question about me. I'm big time now. You are, really? Like huh? disco demolition guy. You know? My head swelled so much, I knocked over my wife sitting next to me. It was amazing. And I was completely embarrassed. Why were you embarrassed by that? Your husband's a star. I know, but I got like really red and flushed all the time. <laughs> I don't know how we're doing right now. We'll update you in a minute. 
We continue with the EP podcast. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool. All about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool. Okay, so you guys want to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What we need to do is start from scratch. There's lots of podcasts. There's like six of them now. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve podcasts that I'm doing a week. I come down here into the bar, I drink all day long, and I do podcasts. My wife is like, you have a problem. I love your new and it's job, not the, Chris. it's not the drinking, it's the podcast. There's too many of them. Should I keep it light? Stay out of the fight. No one's gonna listen to me. If I write a song, preaching what is wrong. Will they let me sing on TV? Should I keep it light? You're gonna eat lightning. You're gonna crap thunder. Is that right? You're gonna be a greasy <laughs> Italian tank. Growing up on a podcast. Socks in the basement. Socks in the, basement. the EP podcast. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. We gon' burn the whole house down. One of our good buddies that likes to come by and drink my beer just stopped by the bar. He's a former U.S. Marshal turned Navy chaplain and local Evergreen Park priest. Father Paul is here, and you hate your collar, don't you? Like, I never see you walking around in that. You're like when I went to Brother Ice High School. There were some of your Christian brothers who liked to wear the collar with the little black and the uh-huh. white to show that they were a Christian yeah. brother instead of a priest. Uh-huh. And there were some that never wore it ever. Yeah. You didn't even know they were a Christian brother until somebody said, hey, bro, so-and-so. Well, see what I'm saying? Like, when, that, was, that was a big when difference. When I went there, they were either in you know a clerical shirt with a black and white tab, right. or they were in a cassock. And you didn't really? see them in, yeah, you didn't see them in civilian see, we clothes. Had guys, we had guys that, that wore, I always liked the Christian Brothers, um, and this is kind of an interesting thing to kind of touch on, because we, we both are alums of the same school that went in different eras. Right. On the south side of Chicago, Brother Rice High School. And we, I don't think we've really talked about it very much going there, but I think this is kind of an interesting thing to kind of dive into today. Um, I always liked them because they were like the no-nonsense they didn't care that the world was changing around them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like right now in 2019 in there, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine them changing too drastically. Like even when I was walking the halls in the early nineties, I went there from 91 through 95. I was a class in 1995. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even then you had your regular lay teachers that were walking around and even the deans at the time were both lay teachers. They mm-hmm. weren't, they weren't Irish Christian brothers. But the Irish Christian brothers that ran the school still really ran the school. Yes. Like they, and, and they were the ones that weren't afraid of somebody saying, like, you touched my son. I watched, I watched some kid walk through the hallways one time, and he booked some other kid's books. Like he, and he was like a football player. I mean, the kid was huge. And he's walking along in the long hallway. They have a long hallway on the, on the second floor there mm-hmm. where there's really nowhere to go. It's just lockers on either side, yep. and it's like running a gauntlet. Uh-huh. And it's rough because it's all boys. Yep. Okay? You got, you got men, you know, boys growing into men at four different ages and stages in their lives. And things happen. I mean, I had, I had at least two fights in that hallway in my yep. life. And this kid knocked the books out of the, the, uh, the other kid's hand, and all of a sudden... This one Irish Christian brother, older guy too, old guy, not a young guy, and he was small. And he lifted that kid right up off the ground and pinned him to the lockers. 
mm-hmm. off his feet. Yep. And he held him up there. Yeah. With his hands on either end of his like neck, but he was mm-hmm. holding him by his shirt collar, pinned him up there. This kid is scared to death. He was like an offensive lineman. Yep. And he's got him pinned. Yeah. And he's like, you knocked out. And he's swearing at him. He's like, you knock out. That's not how you act. But he's yelling at him. Now you get down there. You pick up all those books. And like, you knew to never get in their way. Mm-hmm. Like they, they were, and they were nice. Yep. And they were fun. They were yeah. actually the more fun teachers, but they also were like more about like, you know, be respectful. Yeah. Act like, act like a grown man. Right. I'm, I'm assuming it was similar when you were there. Oh yeah. And it was definitely, it's like, you're, you're a gentleman now. And when I went, you, they even shown that more definitively because you had a dress business attire. Well, I had to do that too. You had a you sport had wear, jacket. Yeah, I didn't have to wear a sport jacket, yeah. but I had to wear a tie and I had yeah. to wear dress shoes. Now yep. I see them walking around polo shirts. Yeah, no, that I would not that. go. They would I not, hate that. that would not I go. can't believe that they're doing yeah. that. I can't either. Yeah. And and what was fun is you, you I had, learned how to tie a tie because yeah. I went to the to, to Catholic high yeah. school. And you had the same sport coat and tie, you know, from freshman year all the way to senior year. And you could you could tell how much you grew because you know the sleeve on your sport <laughs> coat would be up here, you know, and, and your tie would be crusty, you know. Hannah, they're currently announcing the top three teams going into the finals. I believe we're in the top three. They're about to do it. What do you think? I think that's pretty amazing, but there's only five of us. There's one team that has 11. Here are the top three teams. Here we go. Third place. With 97 points. With 97 points. I believe that's us. Woo! We're in it. We're in it to win it. But alas, it was not meant to be. In the final round, when everybody got to wager all of their points, the top three teams wagered all of their points, and the top three teams got it right. So third place ain't bad. I'll take it. Add that and Steve Dahl introducing a question about this show and yours truly. It was a good night. It's getting warmer. I can finally throw my kids out of the house. Have a great week. Keep telling your friends about our little show. And we'll see you soon. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the broad basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. The EP Podcast. (laughs) Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.
Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com.